That's an interesting. Excuse me for idea. one sec. No worries. I got a little <coughs> tickle, so but um, throat goblin. Yeah, but yeah. So what was our um, point? Oh, uh, not cults. Now we're talking about Skyrim. Uh, oh, westerns and Battle of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, so, yeah, Buster Scruggs. One of the greatest things about that that like really <clears throat> got me into it was the way like I, I'm a big short story guy. Okay. So it's like seeing. So were you a spaghetti western fan? Were you like the yeah the good the bad and the ugly all that shit? Yep. Okay. I, so not like the uh, uh, the Pilgrim, not those no. ones. Not the Americans. No, no. no. But, but, but see, what I liked about this one is that it told those stories in in, in like a fresh way. It, it, it wasn't the same like tired trope of like you know Clint Eastwood as the badass gunslinger coming in and like, well, we're gonna uh, I'm a tragic antihero and I'm gonna kill some people and you're gonna hate me and you're gonna love me and the women are gonna love me and this is a western. It, it, it's like it's yeah. not like that at all. It's just it's it's like it, it, it's it's an it, it's just like a very like sort of. I almost like, and it's like, you know, it's like Hemingway is my favorite author. Like a lot of the way he, he like, like he, he'll take like an ordinary sort of scene and like, and and it'll like extrapolate all this depth from, from the way in which the characters dialogue to what they're doing. Like on, on the, like the surface of the narrative is really bland. Like that's what I like about that movie is that like there are the Western thematic connections, like, like, like the story is a little bit mundane, especially like the, the, uh, the one with Liam Neeson where, where he's we're walking around with yeah. that guy with no legs and he's fucking making him do a one-man show and you're just like, oh, this is tragic. So what really got me about that was the the opening thing that that, that like half half a guy does in that uh, in that uh, short scene is the poem Ozymandias. Do you know that one? Yeah. Uh, and, and I had I had only heard that. Like like I'd read it in high school, but I forgot forgotten it. What's that? It's like I must Mandius, like King of Kings. Yeah, hold on. I, you know, I want to pull this up because you, I think you'll appreciate this. Um, I am no. That was the Vaga de, the Vaga de Vida. <clears throat> yeah, no, 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 no. The, no, the no, 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 no. The, the I am become death, no. destroyer of worlds. That's the Vaga de Vida. You, you're you're right about the King of Kings. That was thing, the Hava so, Nagila, I think it's called. <laughs> so Ozymandias. Yeah. Hava Nagila. Hava Nagila. <laughs> Ozymandias is uh, is by Pierce Bri- P- Percy Bryce Shelley, and it's I met a traveler from an antique land who said two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that that its sculptor well those passions read, which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them, the heart that fed. And on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, in despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. And what really... So, so, so they don't say that whole poem in the episode. But... but the episode but, but, of... uh, or, 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 I'm sorry, not in the episode. In that short uh, part of, yeah. of uh, the thing. But... I went back and looked up the poem and then I watched the thing again. And, and, and like, if you look at like, like what I think is so cool about it is that like Ozymandias, the poem, like if like is, is basically saying whatever it is basically <laughs> saying, um, you know, like, like it's like you go out into the desert, like somewhere like Egypt or something like and you see this, like these ruins and just these massive works of like a civilization that has yeah. been completely wiped off the map and has absolutely no footprint in terms other than this, like, and, yeah. and, and in this case, 
the the thing is just a wreck. It, it's just like it's just the legs and the face is half buried in sand, and you can read the inscription that says, "Look on my works, ye mighty in despair." And and what what I think they're trying to do with that is be like like the the, the American idea of like the traveling roadside show of that like yeah. of, of this like this hallmark of American performative art is completely dead. It, it, it's, it's not, you know, like, or at the very least, it's not at all in the same iteration. Yeah. And, it's and like the silent movie stars. Yeah. It's and, like some, like Hollywood, the sunset Boulevard. Exactly. Type shit. And, and I think it's like hinting at that. It's, it's like the, the theme of that one is a lot of like, is that this whole lifestyle, the, the, this whole American way of life is sort of from an age gone by. And like all the themes yeah. that like we kind of carry into today that like, you know, we take from this, uh, are are also themes of something that's gone like and, and it's like and I think that's why it is where it is in the narrative I think it's like somewhere in the middle there and it's sort of like I, I just thought that it's like a really like like that and then just the the comedic relief that they're able to to achieve in that b- b- between the uh like the, the the prospector and the uh and the whole thing with like James Franco was the bank robber just continually getting out of trouble and then ending up dying like a first time you know you know that thing that's become a meme now from yeah. that where he's being hanged like that is just like that's like i i was just impressed that they were able to take something as overdone as western stories mm-hmm. and tell them in a way that like i hadn't engaged with before and, and now the next that... one that we're gonna have to watch well i guess that already was like django where they played like contemporary music kind of like the marie antoinette of like westerns yeah. where they play out of period music or, or, or like like the new gatsby the basil oh my fucking... god yeah with jay-z on the fucking when they're on the highway and they're it's like yeah. that thing was like a cinematic cinema cinematographically i don't know if that's a word cinematography wise it was a fucking nightmare to watch the new great gatsby i was like Ugh, what am i looking at it's like everything's green screen it's like needing to shot nothing practical it's like the room like they yeah. shot the whole thing or room or whatever one's the bad one wherever they like they shot mm-hmm. it in one green screen location like yeah just fix everything in, in post yeah you get in the car you're in a rolls royce you're driving around but i may i may try to rewatch Buster scruggs but I, I think I, the reason I appreciate these creators' movies like Coen Brothers is because I can call bullshit on the ones that I really don't like that much. Like, Darren, do you know – I still haven't seen Jackie Brown, but I heard it was great. Um, but I didn't really like Grindhouse as much. Mm. Um, and I thought for a long time from Dust Till Dawn was Tarantino, but it was uh, Rodriguez with Tarantino's help, I think, in the writing process. But anyways – uh, do you want to hear my theory on the Kennedy assassination? Please. Okay. Well, mine's a quite simple one, and, and this is heavily based in the uh, from a book by T.J. English, The Corporation, which is a which is a biography, basic like a historical uh, perspective of the Cuban mafia in the sixties. I love that Cuban mafia. So the Cuban mafia fled to the United States after the socialist revolution of Fidel Castro because. Mm-hmm. There was Batista before, who was a corrupt politician who let p- casinos run corruptly, yep. let cops run corruptly. And then there was the revolution because the corruption got too far. And the corruption was led by Castro, who once he got into power, then basically admitted to his people that he's a socialist. And then, you know, they were celebrating the protesting of the corruption, but now you have corruption in another sense, in this, this governmental authoritarianism. And so they fled um, their life in Cuba. They had to leave it behind and go to America so they could have more opportunity. 
and the Cubans came from, which is why like Cubans, vote, a lot of Cubans voted for Trump, which like people were surprised by. But if they just studied a couple pages of history, a couple decades yeah. back, you'd figure out why. Yeah, we talked about that last time too. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so here's the thing: so the Cubans came over, and um, they, with them, they brought their crime families as well. They brought their organizations, their corporations, as they put it. So they placed themselves in Miami and in Union City, New Jersey, mm. and they run a numbers game. Um, and a very clever, I love, I love criminal, <coughs> criminal innovation. That's why I like black markets and how black markets affect like, are very effective economies stuff, that have right? no bureaucracy. Cause it's just like, it's life and death. So yeah. you cut to the simplest business solution, pure supply and demand, oh, pure, pure real economics, yeah. So, yeah, of course. And so anyways, they brought their corporation and they ran a numbers game, which was competing with the, the Jews and the Italians because it was a more fair numbers game. See, so every gang had their numbers, but each gang had a price to fix the numbers. So the Cubans yep. stepped in as a as a honest competitor to this like rigged gambling system, and they That's give a awesome. fair lottery, a fair illegal lottery. Yeah. And the way they picked their numbers was random, but they needed a publicly accessible random number that could be reliably checked by everyone every week. And so what they chose was the last because they would do it three digits, three digit lottery. Yeah. You, and that's why Cubans uh, have a very heavy numerology culture because numbers. There was literally books about how to turn your dreams into numbers, how to turn like, oh, I was being chased by my uncle through a field of grass, you know, to a burning house. And then, so it has like symbols like grass, water, earth and stuff. And they interpret into numbers. It literally, so you can take your dream and be like. Oh, I, I had this dream. Like, oh, your number is 106. 106 is your number. It's this almost week. like the I Ching. What's that? The uh, It's like an ancient – I think it's – I forget what Eastern tradition it comes from. But but it's some Eastern tradition. And basically it's something with like with like sticks or, or, or like you throw them in a certain way. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and basically like, like there's all these like numerical and like yeah. geometric patterns. But my that you point go for and, this yeah, is that it's, it's connected to organized crime. So the lottery – is is steeped with cultural essentialism where it's like like gambling is part of our culture that's what it says to me is that Mm -hmm. it's like there is a culture about interpreting your dreams your deepest most subconscious thoughts into how to pick numbers playing around numbers is is our thing yeah Yeah. exactly but but with money and so like these organized crimes were able to like make like they're Take that as the best marketing class you'll ever see. These people have like people who go to Yale and Brown to, for Harvard uh, for PR, and then you have this organized crime that's just like, well, yeah, we'll just infuse it into their religion. We'll re- infuse it into their subconscious so that they like playing our th- playing our lottery is not just about yeah. the money; it's about their destiny. Yeah, and they make that a cultural thing, and bada boom, you got like a, a generations of customers because now it's a cultural thing. So, anyways, they bring their lottery there, and. Oh, I didn't tell you where the numbers come from. So the numbers, the three numbers, come from the last three digits of the United States debt, which is posted in the Sunday That's Times every hilarious. week. So they use I the love last that. three numbers. Now, I don't know if it's the deficit or the debt or the GDP, <sighs> but they use a production number from the United States that's posted every week in this in the in the Sunday paper. Everyone has the same paper across the United States so they can the bookies aren't verified for what the numbers are. Can I say there's something so poetic about the fact that like we use a a, a number like the national debt to run a black yeah. market. Oh yeah. Oh, that makes even me the hard, black market man. is That's like awesome. it's like, like Wall Street. They're making a bet on like 
some real shit that really affects like how their neighborhood is going to be transformed. Yeah. And they're making bets on it. They're throwing away their expendable cash instead of saving it or like starting a legitimate business. They're like, oh, I'll just throw it at this, this mob because my mom's <laughs> always taken care of me. But now you're in America. So although we don't have like your revolution that's going to scare you away, we do have some pretty sh- like aggressive sharks in the water when it comes to real estate. Yeah. When it comes to like terraforming a neighborhood and, and like gentrifying it. But anyways, my theory continues. The Cubans, there was a huge influx of Cubans, and we know the Bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. Bay of Pigs was the twenty, the twenty-five sixteen uh, regiment, uh, the twenty-five hundred sixteenth regiment of uh, the U.S. Army. They were on a special ops mission that was not talked about, that was was off books by Kennedy, and or it was off books started by Eisenhower, taken mm-hmm. up by Kennedy. Yep. Kennedy just didn't have the passion behind it like eisenhower because eisenhower was the inceptor of this idea that's a shit right there yeah yeah and so eisenhower did not get to see his plan come to fruition but kennedy was led to be the one to carry it out and he just didn't have the heart to do it so he left these cuban soldiers stranded in the bay of pigs they did not supply air cover it was a secret mission so the public wouldn't even be informed of their necessity and they were just left out to dry Kennedy left them out to dry, and they were taken into prisons. They were tortured in these like ancient castle prisons on Cuba, in Cuba that were built by the conquistadors to like imprison natives. So yeah. it's like some real – you have some real elitism, classist, colonialist undertones as well. It's very ancestrally torturous. And so they finally get rescued, but not before Castro gets concessions from the U.S. government to buy back the soldiers. Wow. So now the Cubans are being traded for more money. So now the Cubans – were left on the beaches, and then the Americans came in and paid the Cubans to let them go. So they left the Cubans richer, and they left some like fellow comrades behind in the sand. And so that's a huge scar in the Cuban community, yeah. a big reason why they did not like JFK. And then JFK starts blowing his mouth off about secret organizations, <laughs> secret society should not be allowed in, in decent society, the United States Treasury. Like I feel like each of the you – know, I feel like there's multiple gunmen because they had different branches of government that wanted him off. Yeah. And I think <laughs> Everyone CIA, just picked the same day. CIA, yeah, exactly. They're all like, <laughs> all right. They were they met in like the pre – they met in like an intranet. Like when the first computers, they met in a chat room. They're like, want to kill Kennedy. They're it's like, a real two dates go- to the prom situation yeah, exactly. for Kennedy. But it's a, that's the funny thing is like the intranet back then was exclusively for the government. So it's like only people with the power to actually get someone back for like <laughs> talking about this like QAnon shit. Yeah. But – The deep state. <laughs> yeah. So they I feel like they had them killed by Cubans, soldiers. As, because the Cubans were strung out to dry when it came to the CIA, they were essential mm. in doing a lot of covert ops. That was CIA mission was the was the twenty fifth twenty five sixteenth regiment to take it over. That, that was led by the CIA. It was like a secret foreign destabilizer mission, and it failed because the you know commander in chief was like, I don't feel so hot about this. Um, let me go finger bang this fucking schizophrenic pilled up blonde that we run trains on. Um, I will think about this right after I've had my fun. Yeah, exactly. You're fucking drunk. But, um, but yeah, the CIA, <laughs> and the Cuban, the CIA and the Cubans were like this, man, because the CIA saw – and it basically like a super influenceable uh, – because you always dangled Fidel Castro in front of them. As long mm. as they could promise them and then you do this, then we go kill Castro. Yep. And they kept doing that over and over yeah. and over again. And I think the last straw was Kennedy. I think that some guys were convinced, like, you kill Kennedy for us, you make this look like nothing happened, we'll pin it on the whitey, you get that too. And uh, 
you know, no more Kennedy, and you get revenge for that shit because they they held like a reunion in in the in the Orange Bowl in Florida or something like that, and like the reception was not warm for Kennedy. Oh, and we're there with Jackie too, and the people were not happy about it. They're like, "Fuck you, man! Like, you left us out there to die." So. That's my theory. I think the Cubans were recruited by the CIA to kill Kennedy, plain and simple. Because I think the Treasury also understood, it's like, all right, we're leaving the gold standard. Mm-hmm. We need to base our, we're starting to more Big primarily mistake. base our our wealth in how much we can trade and produce. Yeah, We're going to need a, a militant arm to force foreign economies into the will of mm-hmm. our stabilizing of currency, of our, like, stabilizing the american psyche by saying like don't worry your dollar's protected a complex perhaps yeah we're 500 million dollars <laughs> in debt to china but Military your money's still industry. secure your money still works people still want your money even though it's based off of like the the product we make is more debt than actual value so yeah so my point be that's my that's my point i think the the deeper state because it's just i don't know i feel like you, presidents are only caught slipping their security is only caught slipping when that that whatever cabal of deep state people don't want that new guy to be in there oh absolutely makes me wonder why trump didn't have any assassination attempts or was he just so rich that he was just he had private security no matter where he went I mean, like people they he could don't buy off they don't need to assassinate anybody anymore they, they probably liked him being up there anyway that's right? the best part is i mean if you think about what what they what like i mean if you, if you look at their idea of the theory right like if you look at like someone's like like some QAnon person's idea of what the, what happened with the Trump administration. Yeah. Like you would. They thought he was Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. They thought he was literally like an angel sent down from heaven to save the children from yeah. being sold in the, the Obama administration. Yeah. 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 yeah like, but, did you well, really like, think this is happening? Like, if you look to like 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 the like the less crazy people, like, like 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 so if you look to the people who are just like your regular conspiracy theorists that are right wingers that that believe like this was some sort of setup, like like they would point to uh to the the like the from day one push for impeachment right like all during yeah. the campaign all the information that was released about like like oppo research stuff yeah, yeah. um like the the uh the what call it that whole thing with the fisa courts and the uh yeah. and, and and uh i mean and, i can't uh, i can't blame them for being dossier. suspicious because like the democrats were so upset that he won they were so burnt yeah um, they made fun of him they even had obama on stage at the the, the what's it called the correspondence dinner yeah like waving it in trump's face like you're never gonna win yeah. you're never gonna win and i feel like you kind of just make fun of someone enough where they're just like fuck you and they just do yeah. what they want and that's how he won because he was just like he was the fuck you vote yeah but then also it's like to the people who finally get him in office he's like he's just there for his ratings he's just there for his brand you think he actually gives a fuck about you you think he is got all this money and like has all these businesses and gets up there just to help you who work in like a convenience store in like yeah. Tuscaloosa, you know, like no, he doesn't uh, give he, a fuck about he, the little guy. He, he He's pissed that all of these people that he used to work with fucking publicly slandered him and he wanted to yeah. show them. To, he to was, he's just themselves. playing whatever side of the fence yeah. will boost his ratings. And uh, he doesn't really uh, give He doesn't have, I think he's been married so many times over had so many baby mamas. Yeah. Like, you don't think he, he doesn't walk in the light of Christ. He's not like the most Christian guy. Well, well, so, leading so, the most like Christian lifestyle. A big thing with like, with, with their, you know, like, like why I don't, I, I almost don't blame some of them for feeling like, like this is the case. It's like the whole thing with the, with, the steel dossier and the FISA courts was, yeah. was legitimate. Like, 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 I mean, they have a legitimate claim there, like, which is, it's kind of annoying to hear all that stuff get lumped in with all the crazy conspiracy theory shit that they do because like, 
they're like which is i get it's the point of conspiracy culture is basically yeah. to, to to take stuff that's legitimately concerning and and make it seem like either benign or make it seem like it's part of this ludicrous package but ludicrous package by the way the, is what you can great band name no is what you can actually get for your model x now that Elon has uh, oh unlocked God. the plaid mode, you can also get the ludicrous package, which is the premium, uh, cheaper yeah. version. Yeah, but like like that whole that whole dossier was was basically like party funded lies. Oh man, I, 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 like that was brought up before a, a judge in, in in a court that wasn't public yeah that, that that was verifiably false information that they used to get a warrant to wiretap the the incoming president i want to get i want to get into a parallel conspiracy theory which is the government wielding social movements for political leverage oh classic i mean so I mean, so yeah. here's the thing right remember that cuomo got caught up in all this numbers debacle and CNN and MSNBC and, like, his brother's channel, CNN, you know, Andrew Cuomo, fucking came out of the basement because yep. he did chest exercises. Fucking Andrew Cuomo, the brother of a, of a governor who lied about deaths. To... Chris is the brother. A Chris Andrew's the, brother? the governor. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Fucking, they're both a bunch of criminals. Yeah. But Chris. Um, Guinea mobsters. <laughs> I mean, they're just, you can't trust Italians to be politicians. How many times do we have to say it? As an Italian, that's true. Just <laughs> stay in the kitchen, make the sauce. You know what I mean? Leave the Italians, leave, leave the politics to the boring wasps. Just rob you blind. They're yeah. fucking rob you blind, anyways. But um, at least they have like nice doilies and shit. But they don't wear tank tops and like They'll white do it beards with a smile. Yeah. yeah. They don't have Cuban links and like fat, hairy knuckles with Rolexes. My knuckles aren't hairy. Thank God. Anyways. I also don't can't afford a Rolex, so. Whatever. Stereotypes. Maybe the hair comes with the Rolex. <laughs> it's true. It's not like a Rolex with a gold <laughs> hair. It's like as soon as you get a Rolex, yeah. your wrist just grows like four sizes. And yeah. your hands Each Rolex is sold fat. with pinched hairs from an Italian man's arm. Like <laughs> yeah. Stuck in their waist. Just in their own hairs. <laughs> but anyways, the he lies about the numbers. He threatens another uh, uh, politician, another legislator, with like serious consequences if he opens his mouth about these numbers he gets caught with these numbers now cnn even his own brother's channel can't keep this heat off of him anymore yeah they can't just keep defending him even though he's writing a book about how awesome he is and he lies about all these deaths that he caused during a, a pandemic that was already causing a lot of deaths like he so then i saw a fucking i saw the last nail in the coffin and i want to talk about this today when i was at the gym on cnn you know, his favorite channel, it says um, Cuomo apologizing for allegations. And when you see allegations, mm -hmm. when you see a white – like when you just see a guy, a politician, a male politician with allegations on it, you know it's over. And like that was the instinct. I look up at the screen and I'm like, that's it. Last night, like, he's being he's being ousted. Yep. But it's crazy that I know that that's going to happen. Because that's always – isn't that always the last thing that buries someone? If they want someone gone, the last thing they throw at them, the thing that sticks is the me too, is all the these allegations. All these people are pervs. So like oh, yeah. it's like basically like all they have to do is just keep – and it's, it's just like any fucking cabal, right? Like, yeah, like any club. It's you have dirt on these people oh, yeah. and, 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 and because you're in such a position of power, you leverage it 
and it basically if they if 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 they if they become a liability, if yeah. they fuck up, if they don't toe the line, guess what? They're done. But here's the crazy thing, right? Is it's like here's the question then. On the side of the victim or the alleged victim, because there we have some situations where after a serious investigation, it still proves non provable. Like there's absolutely yeah. no evidence. People have recanted statements that previously were propped up by these like prosecutors and things like that. And Brett you wonder Kavanaugh. like, yes, yeah. I was kind of dancing around it, but yes, <laughs> um, Christy Blasey Ford, because she came out at a very opportune time when he was about to be, park boys. <laughs> yeah, when, he's, when he was about to be, con- when he was, he was about to be confirmed and everyone came out. Same thing happened with the newest lady, the lady that was to the Supreme court after Ruth Bader. Kick the bucket. Amy. Yeah, Amy yeah, Kavanaugh. Amy, Ka- no, no. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. Any, yes, any, thank you. Amy Coney hot dog chili <laughs> eating contest. Coney Island hot dog. Um, yeah, well, she was she was brought under fire immediately. So it's like the, it begs the question, are these, accuse, are these accusers being bribed by the party to shut up until the right time? Or are they being paid off like they're digging deep for anyone who made one thing? Because it's like if these I think things it were so heinous, the, the people would have come forward about it already, right? Well, well so here's the thing. So are I, they being silenced I, until the paywall is like deserved so, or – So one of the things you see a lot in these cases is like you always notice it buried in the article somewhere. is like, you know, this was reported to a supervisor like two years ago and was like shuffled under the rug. Yeah. Like that's something you see a lot. So I think in some of these cases, it's basically we're going to bury this until – that's what I'm saying. So it's even worse. Until they don't you give a fuck us. about victims. No, they don't care about they never victims have. Of, sexu- of sexual assault. They Dude, just care Hillary that they Clinton can. Hillary Clinton was the torchbearer of this shit. You know how many oh, yeah, man. how many victims she personally degraded and tried to silence yeah, of her rapist husband? Because at the like, time it wasn't you know it wasn't good to like call out Bill because she needed to ride that wave. Yeah. And at the time people still liked him, and now it's like I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. It's 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 quite interesting that people put that heat on people, but um. But there are people like that. There are people who are elites who are scumbags who who do this stuff routinely and they don't get – and then when it comes out, like those are the ones I'm happy about when I see when it's not opportunistic, when it's not like you yeah. get something for them going under the bus. Like I'd rather them see all of them go under the bus if they did some like behavioral pattern shit that like are, where yeah. they're showing like they – they didn't just fuck up. They, like, have a behavior of, like, abuse. This is who like they that. are. It's just, like, one of the things I found funny about the Cuomo one and that kind of talks here is this setup is this, like, they're just letting it happen and they just take their foot off the brake. Um, for this was, like, so there were a couple allegations from staffers about him having yeah. inappropriate comments. Maybe Italian guy. Then, of course you yeah. say appropriate shit. And, and then there was another article today uh, in, in the New York Post about – uh, an inappropriate, like Twitter's blowing up over an inappropriate comment that 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 uh, that the governor made to to a reporter, and they're like, they told her to just, he told her to like eat the whole sausage because they were sitting there eating these Italian oh sausages, and, and it's like that shit's it, almost onion it, level, no, no it, pun intended, yes, but like yeah. onion article level shit where it's just like so out of context. It was so, and, and I mean, there's a video of it. You can, like, like, I mean, he's clearly making a, a like a fifth graders joke about like sausage is yeah. like, Oh, it sounds funny to be like, Oh, it's a big sausage. It doesn't fit in the camera. The sausage, like, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. like, he's like Italian, like, he can't help it. He, he's, he's Italian. He can't help make a sausage joke. He, he's sitting at the New York state fair in front of 15 cameras. The, the joke started because he was, he was talking to a journalist about how difficult it was to eat on camera and how he's been trained to eat on camera. Yeah. 
and and he basically invited her to come over and sit down and eat on camera with him is like like a like a you know like hey like see see how fucking hard this is like and so and so they're over there and and they're just like you know they're talking and laughing like he's just making a yeah. stupid joke and his daughter's sitting right next to him and, and they basically just froze a frame of his daughter like making a face like this or something like that and they're like look look at how uncomfortable his daughter is when he says this and it's like. She's a fucking fourteen-year-old girl. You don't think she's gonna make a resting bitch face scowl yeah. at, a, at at a political it's event not, with her dad? It's not the governor of New York. It's their dumb dad exactly. making stupid dad jokes that they probably heard for like the millionth time. Yeah, it's like so, oh my god! Every time we have Italian sausage, thing, dad says something stupid. Sometimes like this. I think they're playing some five D chess too because they'll throw a bullshit story in like that so that we can attack that story and ignore the other mm-hmm. shit that they're like pumping out. Like well, so ignore th- them the more evidence heavy shit. Like we make fun of the funny stuff, but it's like that nobody listens to the real shit. They're like, well, if people are just going after approach. Him, yeah, people are just yeah. going after him for stupid shit anyway. So why should I believe this actual article that shows he's like an abuser or shows that he's like a predator? That's kind of what the media does with everything. I mean, if you look at yeah, like, like gaslighting the public, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, Oh, you're just yeah. thinking of the crazy story. No, no, no. The other one where they have evidence that like they have pictures of these people being on Epstein's yeah. plane. Oh, well plenty of people fly 26 times. That's because he had to make a bunch of trips to a bunch of different countries. Yeah. Oh, so he got different. Like he had to. He wasn't. He was actually starting to learn the language of the kids that he was. He was predating. So he had to. Bill go Clinton to a likes a country. variety of underage girls. Yeah. So it's not just he's, underage. He doesn't girls. see color. Yeah. No. Well, he he doesn't. doesn't see age either. He's just. He's honestly one of the most woke people that we got. I'm with her and her and her. Oh boy, that's. <laughs> Epstein totally did kill himself. Though I don't know what you're talking about. What? He was obviously yeah, suicidal. He was obviously yeah. super guilty. For having all that money given to him by billionaires that yeah. totally didn't pay for him to go to jail. The penthouse, the island. But... Even though it's just Maxwell is the mastermind of this whole thing because her father was intelligence and all the other siblings that she has are in some governmental corruption <laughs> backdoor search yeah. engine that they sold to the CIA. and Maxwell House caught. Yeah, fucking bunch of crooks wake up to the pedophilia yeah well the pedophilia is just a different branch you know it's like she's just playing that part like i feel like she's not like a pedophile i feel like she's just an evil twisted criminal that she sees an opportunity yeah she's just like well this is one of the things that men get caught up for so this is my cottage industry now it's just blackmail because we blackmail powerful enough people and they what they don't tell you about is that these scientists there was a huge scientific in silicon valley a contingency of this whole Epstein thing. Oh, I believe so that. So if you can control scientists, if you can control like the, what science say, like scientific experts, science AI says. experts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you have these scientific experts on. If if they have like a, a picture of them with a 14-year-old over their head, yeah. they'll say any – they'll make anything science. They'll make anything fact. Anything that just Lane wants to be fact, they, she, they just print it. I was like, listen, Dr. Fauci. You gotta lock down the country. We have all these pictures of you on this yep, island. We know what dude. you've been doing. We know. Who that, at the you've end of the day, with. though, you gotta think like the web goes so deep. This is where conspiracies always stop for me. The web goes so deep that I'm like, that just requires a lot of smart people. And I know a lot of people are fucking idiots. Occam's razor. Like I, I work with a lot of people that they are scraping by because that's the only thing they know how to do. But it's like. It's got to be the same in government. They've got to have like some senator's son who is a lawyer's son of a whatever. And it's like at a certain point you just have the the boy who's just been raised in that culture, in that family. And there's like this is just what we do. They're like, all right, pops. It's all right if we just rob, blo- you know, rob these poor people blind. Because that's what it, politics is. It's that game. I, I mean like, like in that sausage video, you can listen to Cuomo say some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And he's like, yeah, I have to take a whole course on eating on camera. 
because, you know, when you're eating on camera, you have to think about how the people see this and this. And I was like, dude, you are not a human. Like, like the fact that you need a course uh, on like how to present your eating best means you are a fucking like person who should be not uh, trusted with power. I don't know that it's a pretty New York thing to be worried about how you look like eating on camera. Cause have you seen those like world star videos where there's friends catch them eating a hot dog and they're like, Hey, yeah, yo! but like, but like you're a human being. <laughs> like, I mean like, no, I just thought that was yeah. funny New York shit. Cause they, New Yorkers do do that. They'll catch them watching like a, eating, they'll catch them. They'll watch them, catch them eating a fucking hot dog. I just had a fucking stroke again. Holy shit. I'm <laughs> elevated, but no. Yeah, Cuomo's just like a criminal. So same thing as his brother. They're just... His dad, Mario. Yeah, it's his bridge now, too. The Tappan Zee Bridge mm-hmm. is now the Cuomo Bridge. But mm-hmm. I, I love the way Tim Dillon says Mario Cuomo. Mario Cuomo. He also talks like Trump, too. He's like, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And we talk about it. Okay, okay. But um, I love Tim Dillon. Shouts out to Tim Dillon, who will never hear this because he has way more important things to do, like destabilizing QAnon. Yeah. See, this thing that bothers me he's, about he's QAnon He's going to call too, in in 20 like, minutes. There's <laughs> obvious shit. Yeah, let's join him on Clubhouse right away. Um, <laughs> there's obvious shit where kids are actually being harmed because I have a sensitivity to, like, kids being hurt too, like, as anyone should, you know, because it's like I feel like childhood is the, the veil between innocence and reality that should 100%. be lifted slowly by a caring parent. Like, you should be able to have Santa Claus. You should be able to have the tooth fairy. You should be able to have magic in your life before you realize there's disappointment. Like yeah, you need I don't want the, to turn my kid into a You can't go back like, from that. So you need a pure state before anything happens to you. And you have to, you know, you have, if you have enough privilege to raise someone in a healthy home, you have the ability to, to give them that veil for a while, the ability to give them a childhood. Nurture all those good habits while, while they don't have to deal with anything. So oh, ho- yeah. hopefully when they have to deal with something, they have all the right tools to do it. But that honestly... That doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. But, but but that's my point is why hurting kids <laughs> is why pr- hurting kids is particularly heinous because yeah. you're like then you're intentionally sure. ruining them and you know how sensitive they are. Especially so, because the people who are doing it most oftentimes were themselves hurt. Yes, yes, that's true. And um which is why I had such beef with the Catholic Church. But then QAnon is so Christian and so like like it's a righteous war against those like satanic pedophiles. But why it obfuscates the point where it's just like you have to cut across like religious lines to view abuse too because you can't just ignore that shit. Like it's so institutionalized. It's so yeah. like out there in the open. Like everyone knows about it, but like the organization still flourishes and it, it bothers me. Yeah, it, it's it's messed up. Because then that, it's like not all churches are like that's like they, it's like not, yes, all but... women, no, like not all men, yes, all women. But it, so that's why that's why like I don't believe in QAnon, not because it's like I don't believe there's corruption, but by, because they're not looking at the right corruption. I almost feel like they're real. They were created as like a smokescreen to yeah. like to, to be like, see how stupid conspiracy theorists are. Stop looking into shit, or else you're going to paint yeah. it as an idiot. I mean, because there's so they're much all crisis actors. QAnon's filled crisis. with crisis actors. <laughs> Hot that's take. Thing, yeah, that's the thing about social media though is you don't need a whole cabal of people if you create a cool enough marketing campaign. If yeah. you have a cool enough logo that you want to print and put on your laptop you know if you can belong to a tribe it's like yeah it's it goes everyone back to wants cults, that right? yeah absolutely. It, it might go against your ideology you might be like well i believe in like four out of seven of those points but you know you're i already believe in four and it's not like i believe those damn liberals over there yeah and, and it's not like i'm gonna get anything done on those four without or with those people someone try to work yeah. out what i can't it's, it's policy like, voting yeah. it's, it's like single issue voters and it, shit. It, it's stupid because it's basically like instead of trying to find common ground with all of us everyone's like I'm going to find common ground with a smaller group of people that I can sort of wrap my head around being oh, lumped yeah. in with. So I appreciate and, and, and comics a... like 
Andrew, Andrew Schultz, Tim Dillon, people who cut across both lines and like make yeah. fun of everyone. They just level on politics and political elites and shit. I mean, and, but but that's the thing, right? Is like all these people are just fucking horrible, d- distasteful human beings who should not be trusted. No. It doesn't matter whether there's an R or a D next to their name. Like like every time you think this person is your best interest in mind, remember that their job is to rule you, and and that like you should probably think about everything they say with a massive grain of salt oh, like a, sure. like a fucking like like a massive like boulder sized grain of salt yeah these people can't be trusted but they're not our friends they're not <laughs> politicians aren't even real they don't affect your like you don't they just pass a waving hand and then your life is different so like why give them so much clout but in more just that. Exciting news. Have mm-hmm. you seen Post Malone's virtual concert cover of Hootie and the Blowfish's All I Wanna uh Only Wanna Be With You as a CGI character for the Pokemon's twenty fifth anniversary? That was a lot of clauses. <laughs> that was that, that's a lot to deal with. Uh I I hadn't baby. even heard about that, but so, that sounds kinda wild. Post Malone put on a live action captured CGI virtual concert. So it's like there was a an avatar of Post Malone in a Pokemon world floating around on cool platforms. And he's walking around dancing, holding his mic, singing into it. But it's motion capture. They turned him into like a CGI. So he's figure. basically got like a little like yeah. suit and he's doing the fucking. Yeah. So he's like. Damn. He, he's a human, but he's like a digital human because PS5 is promoting a Pokemon game. What, so it looks like Ash? Like in a. No, it's, it's a weird updated. It's very simplified. It almost looks like a VR like doll or like avatar. Um, he's very shiny and cartoony, um, like Lego hair kind of shit. But he's singing Hootie and the Blowfish's Only Want to Be With You because Pokemon came out in 1995. Only Want to Be With You came out in 1995. So and the lyrics have some like subtext where it's like um, – Was he born in 95 by any chance? It was probably like he played those games as a kid. He's probably born in the 80s. So he probably mm-hmm. – in 95 was like a little, little kid playing Pokemon. But um, – the the lyrics of only want to be with you are like kind of pokemon esque related when he's saying like we come from different worlds yeah and stuff like that but maybe this should, or maybe it's just he's a meme lord and he just wanted to do some shit guy. like i'm sure if there was something that came out in like the mid 2000s like and he was making music about that he'd be like nickelback and he yeah, just right. picks the yeah. the meme band to do but i just thought it was it, it just makes me realize that like art is all so subjective because i wouldn't put on hootie and the blowfishes only want to be with you it's like oh, a I funny would. song yeah <laughs> but then when post malone sings it i'm like damn this kind of slaps like this is a yeah this is a good little song it's a good little ditty that i like here but i don't know it's just interesting it, it it just made me think of like how influential he can be he's like i like anything he touches because he's just such like a charismatic guy mm. you know but i was also had a really interesting philosophical thought today that i wanted to bring up to you about post malone no, so I was watching, <laughs> I was getting elevated, as I was telling you before. I was getting elevated, and I was of watching course. this drug trafficking show. And they pull up to the boss's house, and it's a three-story house. And my first thought was, like, who the fuck would have three-story house? And it made me think of, like, the place you live in. And I was like, I couldn't imagine what I would do with another floor on this house. Because the house I live in now... We have seven bedrooms because the family used to fill the whole house. Damn, yeah. But now it's like a pretty much an empty nest. And like once I go, like all the kids will be out of the house. And so I'm thinking like, what do you need all these rooms for? Like how much do you need in your life 
if you have a third floor and you're living by yourself, it's like, what are you doing with all those other rooms? And then it made me think, like, maybe I'm just not living a third story house confidence level. Maybe I'm thinking that my life is limited, that people can only have two floors. And then maybe if I had a third floor, I'd be like, this is why you have a third floor, because you need that third floor if you can have it. So it just makes me think of, like, how limited people's success is by, like, their environment, where it's like, getting out of the hood, like, why would I get out of the hood? This is where all my friends are. Or, like, you know, like, going to college, I wouldn't go to college. Like, my high school friends are all working at the docks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's funny. <laughs> wh- wherever you're born, you know, people do yeah. that shit. There's, like, there's there's places, there's groups of, there's cultures. Oh, my friends are going on a whaling ship out of New Bedford this month. Yeah, exactly. And it's because they're like, oh, come on, we make great money. We're all together. We're bros. But it's like, I don't know. It was an interesting thought because that is an interesting i thought. have like some very lofty goals in this life and, and none that can be accomplished by thinking that i can only have two floors <laughs> or like uncomfortable with the fact that i might have three floors because it's like maybe i do need all that space maybe i have like unique sets maybe i i film shit in my house maybe yeah it's an office maybe i need multiple spaces to think it's like for us we have four roommates and it's a duplex so like we only yeah. have what like there's two bedrooms and i guess three bedrooms on the second floor and two bedrooms and a closet that i've turned into an office and even with all those rooms sometimes you still want to take a vacation to a hotel yeah you know what i mean so i did on friday i went to the casino that's what i was saying lost a shit ton of money also played learned how to play roulette and blackjack at the same time on those little virtual screens yeah let me tell you i was hitting big on uh, on roulette that i I got up like 200 bucks and then i was like i was like sitting there i was like i'm feeling 21 and i was fucked up and i threw five bucks down on 21 red came up $180 $180 in the pocket, walked out, smoking a cigarette, and I was like, I am I should walk away now. And I was like, let's see what happens. Down 150 bucks. That's how they get you, motherfucker. Yep. I worked with someone who won a lot of money on the Super Bowl then lost it all the next day at the casino. The house always wins, and it's, yep. it's, it's a regression of statistics. It just keeps – the odds will tilt will back to them eventually because you got to walk away with your profits. It's called a stop loss in day trading. You have to have a time to sell out. Enough hands lost to say, I've lost the day. I don't want to lose everything else. This is going to dig into my profits. Sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, sunk cost fallacy is how, what keeps people from quitting college. Is a cultural pressure of saying, don't you want to be a dropout? And also, you have to Cheers. convince yourself <laughs> by saying, well, I'm already in it by sophomore year. I can't quit now or else I won't get that piece of paper that's up there. Literally, so yeah. Can, literally just sitting on my shelf. I'm mm-hmm. doing, I, my degree's right there above your head. Mine's it's, in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. So I feel you, yeah. So I had mine in a drawer, but I'm like, if I want to frame it one day, I don't want to bend it. So, But but now I'm thinking about more lofty shit. Like, uh, I was telling my girl this. I want to create an arts academy. I want to create an arts academy called the No Excuse Arts Academy that is a mm. free public school. And I my ultimate goal is for it to be a full-time public school that can be attended by people. But you get in through an audition. Or, because I went to a magnet school that was a math and science magnet school next to an arts magnet school. And I really liked the idea of vocational high schools. Because mm-hmm. I feel like high schoolers in America don't know what the fuck they want to do. Like we were talking about the last time I went over your place is – the fact that you can be undecided in college is such a heinous thing because yeah. it's like you shouldn't be paying tens of thousands of dollars to not know what the fuck you want to do. It's true. Your life. It's fucked up. And so I want to create a vocational public school, especially that gives access to those who don't have resources for private school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to create a very well funded, uh, thought out curriculum of art 
and uh, execution of of your art uh business to be able to monetize yeah. that art to be able to live off that art and not just be told like you can do anything you want you can achieve your dreams it was like how can you afford to, to, to pursue your dream that, yeah. and then the third pillar would be sexual education because i feel like teen pregnancy is the dirge of like fiscal mm. success especially in like lower Good income word. areas that are the alternative is like like uh, government programs that reward more and more children it seems yeah. like the easier path out and i want to create generational wealth in communities i want communities to be built off of independent generational wealth that can then re that can feed yeah. back into the community because that's the most effective way to create a culture of success in your neighborhood as and opposed it, to centralized dependency yeah, yeah and it uplifts the morale and the spirit of a community when you're connected by other people's kindness and charity and like proximity to prosperity yeah and absolutely. so i want to for them to secure their bag and make sure they can <laughs> use that bag on a family when they're ready yeah. But I want to make sure they can reach their fiscal maturity and their like business like acumen maturity by the time so they can actually support a family instead of being desperate for that family. I want them to achieve their dreams so that they can fund a family instead of having to like be desperate and give up on their dreams just to fund to a fund family. a family. Yeah, dude, th th there's a lot of that is the biggest in, trap. You know, it's a huge trap. A lot of excuse that people get to use not to pursue their dreams. I have kids. I have the stable job. I have a mortgage. Yeah. It's not just for people in lower income areas either. It's people who think pursuing the dream isn't the right thing so they pursue it's the, frivolous the it's, nuclear yeah. formula first and then when they're sad that they didn't do their dream they're like i wish i did my dream they can blame it on every other thing yeah but that's why i want to start i want to focus on teenagers in high school they're very formidable years the the couple steps before they jump into adulthood Tom, all you have to do to do this is commit to doing this and keep doing it. oh yeah so and this i have a, a very strong vision of this to build a curricula i have a phases in my brain of how i want to do this first it's an after school special then it's a half day public school where people get supplement their humanities through arts and then i can feed credits back to their public school system and then eventually moving on to like a stable enough curriculum and i want this to be partially funded as a patronage from local businesses. Mm. I want to connect local community businesses, local banks for business loans and, and credit and like uh, lines of credit and, and uh, savings and, and retirement and all that stuff in order to secure your business. I want to support local financial institutions, That's local businesses idea. so that to understand that in order to sell your music, um, a pizzeria might want your music or yeah. might want your art or might want your performance on like a night at the restaurant, like an open mic kind of thing. Yeah. And so I want to connect businesses, but I also want to bring big fish too. Like I want Apple on the phone. I want my Tesla. I want to make, I want to establish connections, genuine actual business relations to create like a rapport between private businesses and say like, you can trust our students because we only yield elite artists who are dedicated yeah. to their craft and will follow through with their projects and have the business acumen to like, you know, go toe to toe with you in your business. Yeah. Dude, I love that model of thing. Like I've talked with, uh, I've talked with, uh, my brother and a friend of mine who's in education about, um, about like doing like something similar, which is in terms of like educating high school in a different way than yeah, we man. typically do in, in terms of like fostering like an independent spirit for learning, teaching kids. My biggest thing was like teaching kids philosophy at a younger age to get them yeah. engaged in how to think, 
about solving their problems and doing the best thing for the right reasons as opposed to for expediency. And, in the, the and like the pedagogy, like how you teach the kids. Maybe it's not everyone sit down in a lecture no. hall and be talked at. Sometimes like – doesn't work for all of to, us. That's why like I want to do an arts academy because I always found the artists are so expressive. They know how to – they know how to communicate what they want, but if you tell them you can only do it in a five paragraphs essay format, they're going to fail. Yeah, because that's not their best. Maybe they need to do it through theater or through like poetry or something like that. And I think, you know, schools are created to force us to respect adults and follow orders from superiors and like respect hierarchies and like uh, office culture, like you were saying. Absolutely, yeah. you know, they to push people into the corporate workspace, and I think more and more we should be. Raising critical thinkers, like uh, rogues, people who take shit on their own and, like, don't just go along with the, how are you doing? Oh, great. And you, but, like, they en- engage the, with the world yeah, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, they really basis. create their own path. They really make, have something to say. And I want to, I want to harvest great talent. And I want this school to outlive me. I want a, a legacy. I want something left behind. And I want to make a promise to my, my students that the doors will never close on this school no matter what. And to create a structure in also solving the financial problem of how to create a self-sustaining organism that yields, uh, you know, returns and decentralizes power away from like shareholders and more to the essential seed of a business idea. The core function of of what you actually want to provide. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos didn't start Amazon because he loves books. He saw a path. He saw a, 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 like a weakness in the market where he could get in at a cheap level and try to like sell big. And he slowly turned himself into logistical, like God who controls the earth's trade routes with a flick of his wrist. Yeah. He's he's basically the British Navy circle. So it's not like he got into Amazon because he loved logistics and made things want to run super efficiently. He was just like a cutthroat businessman who got exactly what he wanted. And that's something to respect for the accomplishment in of itself. But I don't want my school to be the most like, profitable school yeah. i just want it to always have its doors open to the public and Even i want it out. to be an audition process that like gets artists not just that are amazing because maybe we we want growers we don't want like people who are Shores. at the well, <laughs> not with these children no this is inappropriate <laughs> sorry no but but we want people who have potential to grow and who have a spirit to to teach others too because we would want curriculum to be established by people who went through the program and like got the thing so that's why i wanted to call it no excuse i like that i'm saying it like i've already made it but this these is like these are dreams that i have that i i want a school because it's so i was telling this to my girlfriend the other night julia love you julia hi but i was i was explaining that like an artist needs a space that's very specific to them yes and i think a school shouldn't be just a school like we're sleeping on ins- – we're building these dumbass – sometimes you see old schools that are like churches or like – that are like architectural like beauties or something like it's an exhibit. But now all schools are these cookie-cutter like steel and brick slate. It's like a prison. Flat- yeah. yeah like it's, I, I, it's really like a, a, a cookie-cutter institution. Exactly. And I so talk about that a lot with people. Like I love tech schools because you can go to tech school and like get your car fixed or get your hair mm-hmm. done or go get like from the culinary – students from something off the menu at like a restaurant so i like the idea that a school is a institution in of itself that the school is a provider of things so like i would want my school to be a art studio like a performance art space so people would go to see concerts of professional 
performers as well and, mm. and create the school as something to strive to work within, not to strive to work to get out of. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think that's a, I, I love that vision. I, I, I love the idea of that. Cause I think that that's what more people who want to get into education should strive for, as opposed to just becoming another, you know, like, like yeah. t- t- teacher. A, a lot of exactly. charter schools are yeah. just collecting the bag. They're just like, we're like a biochemistry engineering thing, but it's like, they just scrape along the bare minimum just yeah. by the newest books and the newest calculators and call themselves a school. Yeah. And they don't really care that they're, they're forging genius. Uh, that's like one of the things I, I hate is that like, you know, the, the only ideal you see in, in, in terms of like, you know, if you look at movies and culture and in, in terms of the educator that, that wants to like provide a better, a better education for his students. What is it? Every single time it, it is a teacher who is like working against a failing struggling system to, 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 to like make, you know, anywhere from eight to 30 kids lives better. Yeah. Right. Like, like as opposed to what you can do, if you think just a little bit outside of like the public education system as it's set up now is provide alternative schooling for, uh, for, 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 for people to do exactly like you said, to, to work yeah. themselves into these like real goals. Like, yeah. Like the fact that we have these, grades, yeah. like who, what's a, what's a grade? And, and, so and, and the fact stupid. that so many of us were trained for so long to chase that grade, grade is the, like the, an employee the, the, review. It's like, this is how well you did in our corporate structure. Chasing. Yeah. Yeah. You got an A. You're better than him because he got an F and he's a fucking dummy. He doesn't have dreams. Yeah, you're on the he's honor roll. You, yeah. you were, you know, you were above the rest of the ilk of your Bro, class. Once you start using Latin to describe yourself, it's sus. Because the yeah. Catholic Church has a history of using Latin <laughs> to separate themselves from the poor people by giving mass in Latin by reading the Bible in Latin so that the poor people who spoke English or spoke Italian, I think couldn't the Vulgate. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't read what the truth of God's word is. And it's like the same shit when you call yourself like the summa cum laude and shit like that. And I think accomplishment should be rewarded, but I think accomplishment on the structure of academia is a very narrow minded pathway. Cause I think reward on th- making a film reward on theater is not treated with the same respect no. as like academic achievement of like, you get honorific titles, a certificate, for, yeah, for for the academic achievement, and the honorific titles are such like lofty, like sort of like. So my favorite example, of this is doctor, right? Like the fact, like yeah. academics are doctors, and this is prestigious, sort of like. They, so, so at my brother's graduation from Fordham, uh, he uh, at at the time, uh, the, uh, all of the faculty like marches up uh, at the thing and, and and they sit on the steps of of, of like the main like like the big like picturesque ideal like yeah. you know Fordham building and, and and you know so you get this sea of like all the people with their frilly robes and all the hats that like signify yeah, that's what doctors shit have too. it is some cool shit bro it's 2021 stop wearing a robe literally it's just creepy. go up there with some khakis bro like yeah, what are like, we talking about you're already getting a fancy piece of paper that's yeah. a symbol of it, your accomplishment if, if you're walking around in public in a robe you're either a sexual predator or a, someone who's so full themselves yeah. like but but or you so, go to uh, pray to baphomet or some shit yeah, on that oh what's that grove or something like skull Bohemian and bone grove yeah, in the fucking grove. in the woods in well they won't tell you the government is actually in state when you guys <clears> on jeff bezos there they won't believe me the pedophiles are bleeding in from other dimensions they're basically coming down <laughs> and establishing good of an impression we're gonna get canceled i, I do a really good alex jones <laughs> we're gonna get kicked um, the, the the algorithm's like wait did alex jones just walk into this gauges yeah. fucking room they said alex jones get him uh <laughs> no but uh so 
so this what was I talking about? The uh, uh, pedophile rings, no, uh, feet robes, that. academia. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah. So my brother's graduation. Macadamia nuts. <laughs> really <laughs> want those like white, white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. cookies. Hell yeah, uh, man. I get those are Toll House, but I'm too elevated to <laughs> get in the, the car. Best. I can't. I'm elevated right now. I can't. I could drive and go pick some up after yeah. this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, Walmart and just have a fucking snack <laughs> hall, or go to CVS. I got a coupon. So this. Uh, this, uh, whatchamacallit? This American Life with yeah. Ira Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to NBR National Public Radio. I'm Mike Massaro, your host. And I'm Gage. Uh, this program is called The Snooze Button. <laughs> Radio program built to board middle-class whites into a sweet, sedative sleep of peaceful enjoyment of their privilege. We're going to lull you into a false sense of security right now. So please unlock your doors, sit back, and breathe easy. Because, because endless coming. wars are the answers <laughs> to a stable economy. <laughs> Do you want to pay five bucks a gallon for gas? I didn't fucking think so, so shut up. Yeah, iPhones should be cheap too, shouldn't they? <laughs> we all deserve 12 megabit pixel cameras on our phone because our lives are so interesting. We have so many things to take pictures of. <laughs> My 11th kid that is going to inherit a fraction of the wealth that I've gotten from fucking over brown communities is going <laughs> to deserves this 12 megapixel camera to take pictures of his dumb toddler face that I've seen a million times. He needs it. How else is he going to become an influencer? Yes, exactly it? what I was thinking. How else is he going to get a HelloFresh sponsorship to uh, talk about healthy eating? Meanwhile, he does blow off of hookers' buttholes. Promo code Duncan Eats below. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, Duncan Cheney. <laughs> yeah, Duncan Cheney. <laughs> the great, great grandson <laughs> of Duncan Donuts Cheney. Heir, heir to the Dunkin' Donuts throne. Dude, that's the guy who invented the strawberry frosted with sprinkles. Oh, dude, I'm going to Dunkin' after this. We got to hit up Dunkin', Ma- Matt Groening pays him royalties every time he uses the picture of Homer oh, Simpson so with the good. pink donut. God um, damn, dude, I want a donut. I've been dieting really effectively, and I'm fucking kicking my abs in the in their butt. <laughs> Yo, homeboy, I already had a cheap burrito. <laughs> And I'm going to fucking have a cheap dessert, too, because today's wild. I'm elevated. Oh, uh, all right. I'm going to finish this story before I forget. Duncan Cheney. teasing the shit. Uh, it's, it's the graduation thing. Graduation. Yeah, the, yeah, the doctors, yeah, yeah, academics. Doctors, doctors. Because, so, wait, can we agree that doctors, medical doctors, are, deserve their doctors? Are doctors. Yes. Everyone else is not a Good. doctor. Thank you. Thank so, you. Well, so here's, here's the perfect example. Dr. I'm glad Martin you said Luther that. Dr. Martin Luther King's a fraud. So, <laughs> <laughs> junior, sorry, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is not a belief of the Can We Be Friends podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this does not reflect the will of our corporate sponsor, Look, he, Disney. Disney Media <laughs> believes that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an esteemed man who, uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Done, I'm done with this. Um, Disney Plus still has Song of the I South do, no, on their library. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special collections. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but so uh, so these graduations. So, yes, yeah, so, so he's graduating, and it's like a hot day, you know, in like May, or May or whatever, and we're sitting out there, and and this old dude is in his robe, Father Ziegelowitz. He's he's like the senior class dean. He collapses on stage. At a, 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 a like at the graduation, he just like drops like a sack of bricks, and and and, and the dean is up at the podium, and she's like, uh, oh oh no, and like everyone's like freaking out on stage. She goes, are there any doctors in the audience? Are there any doctors who can help Father Ziegelowitz? And I was like, hey, you got a whole stage full of them, bitch, oh, and none of them can do anything except stand there with their hands over their mouths. You know what's fucked, man? Is is at my graduation. I, I graduated from Boston University, which I think I explained the situation in a prior episode the last episode i hope mm. if not 
Long story short, is went to a liberal arts school, went bankrupt because of alleged embezzlement, and it was sold off to Boston University as a annex of property uh, claim, basically. So if you're looking for college, uh, my tip to you is look for a college with low endowment and high property value. Sharks are in the water, and BU always looks good on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Don't trust the graduating class of 2019. My grandfather went to BU. Yeah, but well, he didn't graduate in 2019 because no, he's not he a dumb dumb. Um, but. <laughs> We're so fucking stupid. Our school, our school shouldn't have existed. I'm glad it's gone. But keep those wheels up. We lock. Go Wildcats. Um, D3 motherfuckers. I, I have a poster, a larger than life size poster, vinyl poster of myself from We Lock. Promotional picture that hung outside of my dorm and I kept it. Oh my God. Uh, but anyways. Uh, Use it as your headshot when you do shows. <laughs> it's a pretty good looking picture. No, but the idea of like giving out doctorates to people who study like why philosophy and shit it's like philosophy can't heal a broken bone or like Look, cure I, cancer i love philosophy like i'm a huge philosophy guy yeah. it, it like political philosophy is what i like basically love to study when i was when i was doing politics at fordham but like f- and, and general philosophy human nature is one of my favorite subjects yeah. to discuss and read about but like it's like none of those academic disciplines deserve the title doctor. Like, you don't like, have to it's keep just... up with the practice to make sure that you can still help people. Like doctors out of practice can't even practice medicine. Yeah. So they stop being doctors. It's like if you don't philosophize for 12 years, you're still a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It's like where are you? You're fighting? just reading. You're just yeah. publishing. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, it, it's fucked up. It, it's it it's crazy. so – and that's – so I had a – to talk more shit about my college because I already – Please like, do. Fordham. Um, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Fordham. Uh, Still not bankrupt. Somehow. Yeah. God. Uh, although like – Wasn't that Trump school? Yeah. Trump went there for a year, which they tried to desperately distance themselves from after like he – Oh, yeah. Of course. He, Just yeah. like Dartmouth didn't want to be associated with yeah. harboring terrorists from exactly. Boston bombing. Yeah. Which is why in the movie Patriots Day, when it cuts to a shot of Dartmouth, what it's actually showing is Simmons College on Fenway next to my old school Wheelock College. Fordham always gets like – it's like so we've – we have been Georgetown in like three different uh, productions. Uh, uh, so, like in uh, Madam Secretary, the uh, which nobody watched. They cut to yep, it, 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 they filmed it there. I was there. There, they filmed a couple of things there while I was uh, while I was on campus because like they used to used to get people. On. Stanley Tucci was walking around campus one day. Stanley Tucci is great. He is cool. I like him a lot. He's a he's such a great actor. But buddy, with that whole like. I will never allow stereotypes on. Shut the fuck up. I mean, you played Shut every gay stereotype yeah, literally, in like yeah. a movie, Devil Wears Prada. You made, yeah. you bought a mansion off a of stereotype. We still like you. We, we love still you, like you. Tucci, like you're, you're a great you got actor. a great charisma. Just don't yeah. fall for that bullshit, bro. You're don't, a really convincing your agent... gay man. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't let your agents tell you that's a good idea. It's a fucking terrible yeah. idea. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, to shit talk to school more and shit talk philosophers, even though I love philosophy, yeah. I took a... My freshman year, uh, the the dorm I was in, it was like this like integrated learning community sort of deal. So like you know we we got to like take classes with like special professors as as freshmen. So like I got to have the dean, uh, who was like a, uh, one of the deans who was a philosophy professor uh, for philosophy human nature, and he was like he was a really like thoughtful person, yeah, but he took himself. Philosopher. So, like, I remember oh, one yeah. time... You he... gotta be able to take a joke, man. It's like, I know you talk about Kant and Nietzsche and, like, whatever, but you gotta be at a certain point be like, yeah, dude, I fucked so many bitches back when I was your age. He, he gave us an article that he wrote oh, one, one time for class, and he was like, and he was just sitting there, he was like, 
what does Parmac say about this, about this, uh, this concept? Like, like, like what does Parmac say about what Aristotle says in this thing? And I'm like, dude, you're talking about yourself. I'm not going to talk about you in the third person to you and, and pretend like I'm not criticizing your, Oh, I'm above your work. I'm, like, I'm not yeah. my work. I am above my work. Yeah, it's, it's like, fuck you. Be like, like just, just it's genuine. like, Yo, I said ask for criticism. Yeah. Like ask for criticism and, yeah. and because I'm going to be more comfortable giving it to you if you're not talking about yourself in the third person trying to distance yourself from it like that. Big picture, like, I can't really trust people that like explain ways of living a life. Like they're telling you how to like interpret things. For a living. Yeah. I don't know. Like unless Seems they're like teaching a you a practice, practical skill like a carpenter or a tattoo artist or – Whatever, if you're teaching a skill, a thing to do, even day trading is like a skill if you're being taught to do that. But it's like if you're just teaching people how to view shit, mm. like this is how you should live your life. I Or this is how like people have told me to live my life. Like, I, I'm just going to inform you of this. I think one should certainly be skeptical of people who do that. However, I, I, I think you will often come across people who do that not out of any sense of like, you know, self-aggrandizement or wanting to jerk themselves off, but but who do that because they want to share knowledge that they have acquired. And 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 I think that a lot of times, you know, you know like the idea of the wise person, the sage person, you know, like the older sort of like person who has become skilled in living and yeah. can basically share wisdom and you know, the grandparent, right? You can share wisdom and knowledge that will help you make your way through tangible goals in your life. Like that's a, that, that's not a, it, that's a valuable person to have. I just don't think that there are, I, th I should say this, there are way more people who claim to be that than there should be. Well, there certainly is a lot of valuable ones, but it's interesting how the val the most valuable ones seem to work for institutions that require, they pay their, their eager learners or that the eager learners pay tens of thousands of dollars every year yeah. to have the privilege to attend your lessons. Like if your philosophy is so important, why aren't you going to preach it in the streets? Literally. Why aren't like, you going to preach it like gospel? If you really believe in this shit that, you, that people can achieve higher uh, humanities, then why isn't it right, that you're going to, you're already going to a place of echelon yeah. and of privilege, not of a place where humanity is required. Well, so that's why I'm skeptical of academia. I don't think that those wise men are oh, necessarily yeah. the, the doctors they get to and professors. Their theories without them butting up against reality. They yeah. don't have to go out into the real world. They get to spit it to people who have the privilege to just assume an identity and not exist in a reality that controls their theories. Like mm -hmm. a theory about if you got to cross the street because someone looks sketch and like someone's going to jump you or a theory of like, you know, not always having to double check your locks to make sure you don't, you know, yeah, it's like so people have got other survival shit to worry about. And that's not to say that everyone who lives in a bad neighborhoods like fearing for their life, but it's also like they look at the world as such a different way than you because you're allowed to just ponder the hypothetical because you have time to fucking waste. Yeah. You don't have to get a job. You okay. just need to spout your philosophy and you get paid for it. But and don't get like me wrong. That's like, th that'd be cool. Like, like I mean, to, to be able to do that, to, to, yeah. to be able to have like as someone who like loves intellectualizing and loves like thinking about shit academically, as I'm sure you do too, to be able to get paid a ton of money to sit there and think about the shit that you want, that you're going to think about anyway, yeah. like, like but really dedicate all of your focus and attention. You could get a lot done in the way of but that's making why progress. I like podcasters and like magazine writers and shit like that. People who like have the balls to put their philosophies on the line to practice it. Yeah. To get it out there. To have people give them open criticism and yeah. they can access it freely, but they're rewarded with their thoughts and their influence by like 
natural audience growth yeah. as opposed to being behind like a huge paywall from the jump and you Peer call review. yourself a, you know a philosopher yep. doctor but like i get to your class and i don't really get much out of it it's like yeah. i just waste all this fucking money it's a gamble yeah, dude. Yeah. on whether you're going to enlighten me and that's because like like the whole idea of academia like like from everything to peer review to the journals to to, to, to the honorifics is basically oh, yeah. is basically like one just massive set of water wings for, mm-hmm. for, 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 for intellectual theorization because it's basically it's like dangerous. It's it, not yeah, like no, it, it, innovative. It's no. off that same shit. It, it, yeah. It's it just built. And that's the same. That's why like in, in the same vein, that is the exact reason that our legal system has so many problems is because it's not built to, 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 to like to, to, to identify problems and, and, and to change them in a meaningful way. It's built to make this long term growth on very incremental sort of like 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 very w- well thought out regulated you know like slow steps yeah. which, which is the sort of issue with academia is if, if we're trying to like if we're trying to move past some shit that we really need to desperately fix which i think we're at like that point in human history we're sort of stagnating here we're stalling out a little bit it's government like, involvement in colleges yeah yeah that's a that's a massive that's a massive part of it because we're just cranking the wheel and we're not making any sort of like breakthroughs we're just no we're staying in the same place that's why like i want to create alternative education so that people feel like they can reach purpose without having to pay a dire cost but if they're willing to put their life on the line of their their art their voice on the line then we'll reward them with like a pathway to success because they've they've shown a desire to learn and i think that is the only price you have to pay for education i think having like an institution propped up as a certificate to valid education in the United States and they are sit behind tens of thousands of dollars of paywall. It's like, how can you have so many universities that are always the institution that tells me what's right? And also they preach all this like neoliberalism of like social reform and things like that. But these institutions do not pay a single penny in taxes and they get to have their endowment play around in wall street funds all day, big sharks in the water swimming around, making their endowment grow and grow. Then they have the audacity to take government money to pay students hourly rates to get on phones and call alumni and ask for money to donate back into yep. the system. It's it, like organized and, and, crime. And call former students who, who, who are working in most cases in, in, in lowly positions within oh, brother, this machine. Oh, brother, they called me. And they're like, Same. would you like to make a donation of $20.19 for your graduate class? I'm yeah. like, no. I, I don't get and they're like, how's life you. now? Mm, bad. Corona kind of ruined all the fucking jobs, but I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. are still making hand over fist because you can be DeVry overnight and still be charging Harvard rates. And uh, to be honest, I'm not doing great paying off my student debt because you guys fucking charge yeah. so much money. And, and, and not to mention that, but you basically hoodwinked me into thinking that this was going to be the way that I was going to best fulfill myself and following this like path that someone else has cut for me when really like it, it, it took me three years after the like deconditioning myself from all of that yeah. bullshit to basically realize like, no, like, and this goes back to your idea about education as an independent thing and, and as sort of like deinstitutionalizing it from these, yeah. for, from these, these towers is basically like you free people to pursue their own path. And that path is what's going to make the world better because people are desperate to figure out new ways of doing things all the time. And if you stifle that and you tell them, no, 
be safe, make the smart decision, get a stable job doing the same thing the same way because that's what you should do. People aren't going to take the leaps of faith that it takes to build a cool new business that meets some need that's not being met. To yeah. to, to go out on a limb and create art that someone else isn't creating Dude, because you're the only one who has it in your head. These corporations like, work so hard to work their PR team into making the American public believe that there is a lack of jobs out there. The media churns out these these statistics of jobs created, jobs lost, this, that, the other things. Like, bro, you know how easy it is to – I mean, I understand it's tougher for certain people in certain regions of the United States. But in general, the access to jobs has become far too easy to use that as like a ploy in your politics oh. to say like, well, you should be afraid because you don't know if you're going to be able to find a job again. Maybe you won't be able to find a comparable job, but maybe – you take that on the chin and realize that you're not being valued at your company and you just got fired. So you're going to go work mm -hmm. for like a cheaper company so you can grind on your dreams where you can create a business where employees are respected. But I think more so it's like they make you fear that if you leave Amazon, you're never coming back or like there, there's not going to be an opportunity for you if you pass up now. Don't sell out of your own mm. position. And the reality of the situation is it's like it's so easy that people should be taking the time to find themselves because it's going to be worth more to them penny saved penny earned and 10,000 you know $70,000 in debt saved is certainly a lot more money for me earned right now yeah. cuz i'm making money i'm making like 30 bucks an hour working overtime every other month but all that money's going right into debt so it could be being put into savings where i could save for like a couple years and like have a good amount of money but instead i was shifted down this little river of this little path that was given to me and Alternatively, I mean, not alternative, I definitely want to create an arts academy for high schoolers. But I also wish there was a program that was a as fun PR-wise, as fun of a program as college, but wasn't college. Like, you need something to divert people away from academia. You need some program because you can't just be like, oh, do you want to join this co-op to move to a city yeah. to be with young people in like a hostel and like have fun? Because that's really what people want out of college. Yeah, they want, they, they want, they want that social they want freedom. freedom. Yeah. They, they want that American, the, that American dream, not of like, like the teenage American dream of like American road pie. trips and like getting away and being with other people and being away from your parents, being your own man, being your own woman. And that's what college mostly offers. You look at the advertisements and it's like heavily leaning into like independence and shit like that. But then, it's, it's all the same shit that cigarette companies use oh, to advertise yeah. to people, oh, yeah. which I've Relax. always found kind of hilarious. Socialize and with people. Have fun. So fun. As, a, as a college student, college areas are fun because everyone else is around. Everyone's young and fucking excited to be young and together. And it's like Miami everywhere, you know. But here's the thing is like. <laughs> Miami. But then it's this backdrop of education, like we're fooling ourselves into thinking that all these seventeen year olds just left their parents' house to go be with hot girls and guys because they care so much about gender studies. <laughs> that they care so much about philosophy, that they are just stoic philosophers that will dedicate their lives in a monastic sense to make sure that their philosophy's on point. No, they're they're just going there to drunk kids. and fuck yeah. and like have fun and get away from their parents. So I wanna give I wish there was an alternative. Which is why I like the arts so much more because it's Traveling. so much more subjective. Yeah. Like I would want to create programs of like service – like because um, make like mm. a service trip thing way more fun. You know what I mean? Because everyone's ranking on these girls for like, oh, you just went to Costa Rica to like have – pop off and have fun. It's like, yeah, but she's getting her selfish like Instagram-worthy like fun out of it. But she's also helping a community 
and now I'm speaking out of pocket at this point because these I'm sure these communities need help that's actually effective. So maybe that's where my like edge in the market is. Maybe I actually create relationships with these 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 areas and like ask them what they really need, and then give an excuse for these kids to travel, but then also do legitimate work because they'll do it for free for like intern credits, and then they get to yeah. have the fun of like cheaper housing in an area and just like fucking fool out and but whatever. But that that's a kind of a crazy college kid theory on that one but I, just the idea that like most people shouldn't be going to college college isn't for everyone it's for a very specific set of people i've always said at least at this current stage until the government gets out of pol- until the government gets out of fucking college and makes college less affordable it's criminal to say that kids need to go to college no matter what yeah that, oh, like 100%. everything has to come back to college like there should be like a gap year culture like we have in Europe and stuff like that for countries that actually provide the education for their students. They don't want just dummies. So they're like, if we're paying for no. this shit. We don't want dumb dumbs. Yeah. Let's weed out the people who just want to party by letting them party before they go to college. And they're like, do you want to give up the party and like actually show up to class on Monday? They're like, fuck no, I want to party all week. And they're like, all right, stay partying, work in a factory. Yeah. Everyone else, let's go learn how to be a doctor. You know, so I, I don't know. It's a much better way of, di- of, of yeah, approaching man. Just things. Just let people be fucking free, man, because you kill so many dreams. You know what I mean? Like dreamers have the privilege and the just enough access, just enough capability to have the free time and the free thought to like make their shit come true, yeah. make dope movies or whatever. But you squash that by saying you got to work in an yeah. office. They almost fucking got me. <laughs> like... Yeah, man. Well, there's some comics I know. There's a, there's certainly a particular comic I know who works an office job and is just squandering his creativity. It kills dreams, man, because it, it also gives you a very narrow perspective. And as comedians, we need a super wide perspective. We need to travel. We mm-hmm. need to see lives take action because soon our lives won't be enough. There'll be a run out of material from our life. Yeah. So we have to perceive the world around us and have a perspective, have a take, have a philosophy on stage. And uh, that requires a certain bit of nomadic lifestyle, not I just agree. sat I... up at a gray cubicle and just yep. typing away other people's money. You're going to run out of original shit, and that's, so, that's why, like... Which is why, like, when I moved to New Jersey with my girl, like, I've considered, like, I just want to go back to Starbucks, or I want to be a waiter. I just want to be something of the people. Just, I want to get back in touch with people, the customers, the, the public, the, the, the polite society, the non-polite society, just... The vulgate. Just the human condition. The real shit, yeah. I get that. That's, I love, like... Fuck with it. That's why I love traveling, man. People are so the same, but so different in weird yeah. ways. It, yeah, you see like Turkish bros mm-hmm. who are super masculine, but they kiss each other on the cheek. Yeah, and the Americans yeah, right. like a bunch of bitches, but they are the like they'll like fucking rock with their guys. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts, man. I don't know. Human nature. I don't know if I've reached the end of my my train of thought here, but uh, I feel like yeah. that's a good place to end. I, I agree. Politics. I to Next end. time we'll talk about Epstein because that motherfucker did not kill himself. Not and uh, I just talk to talk about economics next time. Oh, economics, fuck yeah! <clears throat> I want to talk about like capitalism and like markets. I want to get. Yeah. A, I think you convinced me. I'm not going to get a book on cults. I want to get a book on uh, black markets. Hell yeah, dude! How those operate. So, anyways, thank you for joining us for episode. Because uh, I called last one episode zero. So episode, yep, episode one. one. Yeah. Because uh, I, I like doing that shit. Because I'm into robotics and <laughs> too, man. We all start with zero. But thank you for joining us for episode one of can we be friends i've been gage morrow and i have been mike massaro and we'll see you guys next time take care peace